I love all things skin and rejuvenation. I love to help the client figure out what to do at home and also what to do in clinic. I also love to teach the fellow aesthetic doctor, aesthetic nurse, and med spa owner how to do what I do as well. If you are an aesthetic practitioner, clinic owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com where I have a free training, register for it, and you can also hop on a call with myself and a colleague and we can help support you in your quest to supporting others achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes. Again, if you are an aesthetic practitioner or med spa owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com and I look forward to guiding you in helping you achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes for your patients in your clinic. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I am so blessed to have you here. This is a particularly special episode here on the podcast. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. As you know, I love to dive into all things body, mind, spirit, and energy for bringing forth a higher level of beauty and radiance, talking about the science of beauty method that uh, if you're a returning listener, you know all about, talking about the science of beauty and how we can really harness the latest research and customizable options for improving our, our skin and our health and all of that. So in today's episode, we are really actually going to be diving into the aspects of mental health and how we can really support our spiritual, energetic, mental, and physical beings of ourselves. And in this episode, I have a very dear friend of mine I have with us, Lena, and we've been best friends since how old? How old were we? 12, 13. Long time. And we are about three hours out of reception. Yep. Here on Vancouver Island. We're sitting in the back of my Jeep because... Deep in the mountain, in the woods, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and why are we in our Jeep, Lena? Well, we saw two bears last weekend, so I Within guess better minutes. safe than sorry, right? We're prepared, but you know, since we're doing the podcast, we figured... You know, we'd sit inside a car to do it instead of outside, especially because it's a bit windy. So Mm -hmm. we actually did a first intro take of this episode and a hummingbird literally showed up Mm -hmm. within two feet of us. It was pretty special, but it was a bit windy. So we've closed the hatch. The windows are open. You might still hear some of the sounds of nature and birds around us. And uh, I don't know. I have a feeling we're going to see another bear today. Yeah, one of us yells bear. (laughs) (laughs) You might hear me toot my little air horn with my pretty little bear bell attached to it. But, uh, you know, let's just dive right into it. Lena, why don't you share with everybody how you and I, we really feed off each other to support one another, why we commune in nature so far into the woods, and, um, you know, the balancing of the light and the shadow and some of the, the struggles that you've had growing up with mental health and how things have been for you as of late and how we can help others, how we can share a healing message at this time well as Rachel said we've known each other for a very long time and oftentimes we both always laugh about how we're so different 
how literally it's like she's kind of a light being and I'm more kind of the darker, you know, shadowy lurking. But I've always been intrigued by the darker stuff and I think it's important um, to question certain things and to get there because it has such a stigma attached to it. And I feel like we live in a society still that people just, you know, there's so much going on and there's so much negativity and there's still a lot of mental health struggles, but people just don't really want to talk about it. Whether they have it or whether they don't, people just don't want to go down that route because they think it's just, you know, going to kill their vibe or um, their energy or whatnot. But I think it's important to bring up, especially during these times. And um, yeah, so we're here to kind of talk about that. And um, basically, I've struggled for the majority of my life with um, anxiety and depression Um, and it's been hard and throughout the years um, I haven't really had the help that I needed so I had to kind of almost rely on myself and do research and it's been a tough journey but I don't regret anything and I'm happy where I am today and um, just have more of tools to kind of figure things out but I still go through ups and downs just I guess like everybody else and I'm super sensitive and I've kind of learned to just accept that um yeah what how do do you feel like you balance the shadow and the light because that's what I'm all about in a world of a lot of shadow right now it's not like I have rose-colored glasses on but I really do my best to bring light and I love hearing from you guys when you guys send me dms on my instagram or facebook at rachel varga official or send me an email info at rachelvarga.ca I love hearing from you guys and how these types of messages that what we're really going to dive into in this episode can be very helpful to people in a time where there's a lot of shadow so What's your take on how we can do our best to balance the shadow with some light at this time? Well, I guess really channeling it, channeling it into something and creating something beautiful. That's how I always looked at it. I I love to create things. And I know as a child, I was kind of always the black sheep of my family. And I suppressed a lot of my own identity for years and years and years. And I think that created blockages and that created that depression, that anxiety, which I'm only learning kind of more and more about as I age. And I figure that if you have an outlet to channel and this, like, I mean, everybody's different. Everybody has different things. Some, sometimes medication helps people. For me personally, it didn't. I think it was something more deeply rooted kind of in my social conditioning, my cultural conditioning, the way that I was raised. Um, and just why don't you dive into that a little bit, your, your history of how you came to Canada at a very young age and and what things were, were like for you growing up, because I'm sure someone listening is going to be able to relate to you. So I was born in Poland um, at the age of two. Uh, my my mother and my father, we both, all of us, immigrated to Germany. We lived there for about three, four years, and then finally we made the jump and decided to move to Canada. So I was about five years old. Um I didn't speak a word of English. My parents didn't. We basically packed a suitcase and just moved on out, tried to start a new life, you know, a better life. No English. And the thing is, being Polish and being raised in a a certain culture, there's certain conditionings, like in um, the way people raise their children in a Polish culture. And I've had to learn to forgive them and understand that they don't know any better, and I don't blame them for it. And uh, we both grown, we both learned, but 
I feel like it's hindered a lot of me and especially my own identity. I was always very different as a child. I was always very introverted. I was always into kind of more the darker aspects, very deep questioning things that a lot of people would be like, why are you questioning that kind of stuff at such a young age? But I was just that kind of kid. And so suppressing all that, I feel like for such a long time, has just accumulated and created these blockages. And then I became super depressed. I tried to take my own life. And and then I finally just came across this amazing philosopher slash psychologist by the name of uh, Peter Wilberg. And just his approach and his way of talking about depression and the way how society portrays it and the way he portrayed it just made me realize that it's not something bad. Why do we always look at everything in such a black or white aspect. It's not like that. And I feel like you basically just have to kind of find a way to accept yourself and love yourself and almost be that parent or that lovingness that you never got as a child and accept everything and try to channel it into something you love, like art, whether it's photography, whether it's singing, whether it's writing, whatever it is, try to channel that. And don't be afraid if something's too dark or too morbid or too this because the world consists of black and white, yes, and we We're need all that. And there's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's kind of um, in a nutshell. That, um, what else? Even when we were younger, like you and I were complete opposites. I was yeah. like, the goody two-shoes. I was always the rebel, yeah. The... You were just mis- misunderstood, though. Yeah. You yeah. weren't actually bad. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, maybe some some of your childhood. But uh, when you were a young child, you experienced a lot of bullying. Mm-hmm. And tell us a little bit about that. Well, I mean, like nowadays, like who doesn't experience bullying to some degree? I mean, everybody probably has. But um, I guess just because I didn't speak very well English and um, I got picked on a lot, I got beat up a lot. Um, you know, my family couldn't afford to live in more safer areas as we and we moved around so much like we didn't we didn't stay at a place for longer than a year. So I was constantly moving, uh, constantly switching, switching schools, trying to make new friends. And as being really shy and introverted, that was really difficult on me. And I never really was good in school. Um, I just didn't learn the same way that other kids did. And so basically I was just labeled like, you know, a person with some kind of disorder and they put me in a class and um, special needs class and whatnot. And I never really graduated high school, but I did end up going back to upgrade and I do have my certificate in mental health and addictions which I haven't really been working in yet just because I'm still kind of working on myself. You know, it's a process and a constant uh, journey and I am learning more and more and kind of coming into my own power and just really trying to love myself. I think that's the hardest thing. We live in such a society where no matter what you're, you always are comparing yourself to other people. And I think that's the ego in us. And I mean, we can't kill the ego. It's a part of our 3D human experience, but I mean, it's like a constant kind of, you know, retraining yourself and being like keeping yourself in check, being like, no, you know, I'm me. This is who I am. I got to embrace it, got to channel it in what other way, because everybody has something to offer in this world. And as long as it's for a higher good and you're doing something good with good intention, why not? So when you experience bullying at a young age, how did you work through that and how did you forgive those people? 
Well, it's crazy. I actually didn't really have anybody to work with. Like my parents, when I told them this happened, like obviously the barrier of language and and everything else, they just didn't really know how to deal with anything. So basically I was kind of left to fend for myself. So I think a lot of times, basically, because I went through so much in my childhood, and that's just only a part of it, the bullying, um, basically, I think that I just almost kind of dissociated and just, um, I couldn't process it. And so I feel like now, as I get older, it's kind of coming up in layers, where I actually have the ability now to kind of, you know, work through it work through all those darker parts of my life and kind of from an observer standpoint and um, only now kind of, you know, really learning and growing and accepting everything and forgiving everything. And I've always been a forgiving person. I'm very empathic and I always try to see everybody's sides of the story. Like just because somebody, you know, maybe beat me up, like maybe they get beat up at home. I don't know. So I never, like, I don't know, it just wasn't in my blood, like, ever since I was a kid. Um, and I, and then there was a phase also where I started bullying people. And, you know, I, I guess you kind of pass that cycle along and then you realize, hey, you know, like, this isn't, this isn't right. And so you kind of stop doing it. And yeah, with time and um, just kind of learning to love yourself and still learning to love yourself and myself and working through all that. How would you say that, you know, especially during these last couple of months, things have been getting crazy. Yeah. You, I'm, you're such a blessing in my life. Uh-uh. Last weekend, <laughs> you know, we had a, a great time and then all week, I just like, oh, I just cannot wait to get back outside in nature with Lena. What do you think that is? Because we're, we're a balance of each other. That's probably what it is. Because we're so different. And you bring this, like, fun-filled kind of childlike wonder and curiosity out of me and kind of just help me forget about all the nonsense and noise in my head. Especially with these times, it's just like I feel like I'm picking up on everything. I'm picking up on the collective. I'm picking up on my own energy and this and that. And it's just, like, so overwhelming and I can't turn my mind off. And I'm not typically the type of person to reach out to people because I feel like a burden. And I think that's a huge thing too, is like a lot of people that suffer from mental health issues or even addiction issues, most of them don't reach out because a lot of times, like I got to be brutally honest, even if you do reach out, like a lot of times people just, you know, yeah, they'll sit there and pretend they're listening, but they don't really feel you. They don't really get you. So it's like, for me anyway, I'm just like, what's the point? And I don't want to feel like a burden. So like all my life, I've kind of learned that and I've just learned to depend on myself. Um, but I feel honored to even just have you, you know, here on this podcast talking about, you know, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud of you to have the courage to share your story I don't know what it is about getting into nature with you, but after we spend the whole day together deep in the woods, off the grid for a good eight hours, it's just we feel like we've had a reset, like we've just been able to shed yeah. everything. Like what what do you feel after our our time in nature together? And the reason I'm sharing this is I really want you guys to rethink how you spend time with your with your loved ones, your family, your friends. You have to go out for dinners and 
buy cocktails and do all this stuff that looks cool so you can get sweet photos doing it. You know, there's nothing wrong with hopping in your vehicle and getting into, you know, nowhere where nobody is. (laughs) Yeah, that's the beauty of it. (laughs) I don't really like being around people anyway, so. Yeah, but how do you feel after we've had time in nature together? I feel empty, but in a good way and like just like empty as if like everything from like an empty vessel waiting to be filled with something fresh like in a good way mm-hmm. that's how I would um explain it and I just feel like tired but also in a good way like I, my mind just feels so like at peace and calm and finally like you know quiet but um that's yeah something I always struggle with even now like I'm just like oh, staying in the moment staying in the moment I'm trying to think about other things and my mind's just like racing a hundred miles a minute but yeah being out here kind of almost forces you to just completely shut off and especially because there's barely any people around and there's so many trees to the, the only point where you just feel like yeah three people on dirt bikes <laughs> you just feel like you're getting so much extra oxygen from the trees and it's almost like it's a it's like a portal vibe, mm-hmm. right? You lose all sense of time. You almost feel like you're just, you're dazed. You're out of it. Yeah. And especially last time we were out. It yeah, was... we both fell. Well, you fell, what, last time and the time before that I fell <laughs> at the oh, Avatar yeah. Grove we're just part like there. tripping over ourselves. It's hilarious. But what I was talking about was when we are in such quiet places, it can be like last time we were on that bridge looking down and it's so incredibly high and just the beautiful water flowing underneath us. It was a little foggy that day and we're basically at the top of the trees mm-hmm. with the fog all around us. And it was actually slightly disorienting how quiet it was. And I thought to myself, this is how like we're eerie meant to, almost. But this is how we're meant to live. We're not meant to be constantly inundated with messages on social media, with the news firing this, that, and the other thing at us, with all of these sounds and, you know, your attention's needed here, there, whatever. We've I think we've really lost connection with how we're meant to enjoy this planet. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, with everything going on, like, maybe people will finally kind of wake up and realize that, like, you know, with being in quarantine and stuff and being home and realizing, like, everybody's always constantly grinding, thinking about money, thinking about work, nine to five, nine to five, dinner, pick up the kids, nine to five, like the same thing. It's like, we're not meant to live a life like that. Like, we should enjoy our lives and do something we love and do it from the heart and just enjoy as much time as we can because you never know, life is short. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we're blessed to be able to be on the planet at this time. So with so much happening in this world, how do you like to just kind of reset your batteries? Like, Like, what do you, what are some of the things that are healing to you? Well, at this time, like, I got to be honest, it's been tough. Like, even coming out here, I mean, it's amazing. But then it's almost like, you you know, a a day isn't enough. Like, I just feel like I'd want to just totally disconnect, like, go even further somewhere, just, like, away, like, a small town or something where there's no people and 
just spend like a week there and like maybe even do like a like a tour group with like indigenous people and their the way that they do things and storytelling and just getting back to earth and just back to the you know basic beauty of it all and escaping the whole matrix so to speak but yeah it's been tough like even now just trying to quiet my mind and like I do what I can you know I make sure I'm always out in nature every day and I have a dog too so that always helps kind of you know push me even if I don't want to go out um, I try to sing lately a lot, but sometimes I just don't feel it. You know, writing, saging, all that jazz. But even your dog's been weird right now. Yeah, I know. He's, <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started on that weirdo. But yeah, he's super sensitive too. And then I think we just pick off, off each other's energy, vice versa. So you're, as you've been speaking, there's two eagles. Do you see them circling? Oh, yeah. That is so cool. We are actually on sacred land here. Yeah, I just really wanted to share some of the things that I find helpful to sort of get me through some of these quote-unquote difficult times and what, you know, one of my best friends has found helpful also. And, you know, in regards to some of the big shifts that are happening, like what... What shifts do you think are happening right now? Well, it's kind of hard to say. I feel like there's definitely (laughs) a hidden agenda. Um, And um, I guess it all depends on us and how how many of us awaken in time to kind of bring light to everything and truly work as one and not divide against each other and um, fight the good fight because who knows what's going to be around the corner. I mean, they keep saying, talking about the second wave. Um, and I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. I don't know if I can say that out loud, but... Um, you can say whatever you want. It's safe space. So, um, Just don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even a couple of months ago, I was, you know, tr- trying to do my part to share health-promoting information. And with my community of some of the biggest health icons out there, you know the search engines aren't showing our stuff and it's really discouraging and we start to talk and share things that you know we know can be helpful for people not cures or anything like that but just really great like alternative therapies that can really help boost your immunity and it gets shut down and we get blocked and it's really discouraging from me from that perspective, and I can only imagine what that feeling must be like for other people. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like here we think we have, you know, the power of freedom of thought, yet we post something and then it gets banned or or taken off or considered a spreading propaganda conspiracy theory. But it's like if, if they're so scared about that, and then, you know, why not just leave it? If it's not true, apparently, then why not leave it? You know what I mean? Like... I just don't get it. It's all about control. and. Do you think that it's a Generation X thing? Like, Do you think that we are a little bit more okay with being sort of change makers? Because Generation X is, quote unquote, the change maker generation. What's your thoughts on that? I don't think I've ever actually heard of that term before. So is, are you saying that it's just like, like Compared to our people? parents. So, okay. So for example, Generation X, we're told by our parents... You know, get good grades, go to university, get good grades, get a good degree. 
it's okay if you take out a massive student loan yeah, and then in order in to debt, do it. Yeah. And then, oh, by the way, you're supposed to buy a house and have kids. Yeah. And then you never get out of that debt cycle, mm-hmm. right? That's, yeah, it's that's all, what's I expected. feel like it's all, it's all planned. It's all masterminded right from the beginning of time. But the Just funny like, thing is, is that I feel like our generation actually is actually really starting to want to shift that. Yeah, for sure. I feel like this is the year where, like, just call them spiritual warriors, light warriors, warriors in general, stepping up that came to this planet for a reason. And I think the the veil is lifting and people want truth, however brutal it is. And things need to change because, yeah, this is just, it's... And everything is always changing. Yeah. Right. So we can do our part to assist in that change, however... We want to assist. Exactly, yeah. And before recording this, I talked about my my grandmother, Winifred, and her mother. Uh, her mother was Irene Ellen Smith and great-grandma Smith. She was a second-ordained female minister in Canada. We did a card reading right before this, and guess what? Irene came up. <laughs> <laughs> and the card said, Peace, there is no need to worry, as everything is working out beautifully. And then the one that you pulled was? Mother Mary. And? Expect a miracle. And my parents, because being Catholic, even though I'm not really a religious person, I do believe like certain things in religion um, are important. But I'm very spiritual, yes. And so I guess my parents named me after Mary Magdalena. Mary Magdalene or Mary Magdalena. And what does the rest of the card say? And the bottom, so have faith that your prayers have been heard and are being answered. So why I wanted to bring up these uh, these beautiful cards, I really like using these as tools to just kind of tap into our subconscious. And I think about my grandmother, and she was very much a prayer warrior. And Sorry, Lena just looked out <laughs> the Jeep. Did I hear something? <laughs> we are actually always on the lookout for bears. I kid you not. Anyways, so I think there's a lot of power around this, what I'm about to say. She was absolutely a prayer warrior. She would be sitting in her sitting room with this notepad, pages, filled with names, filled with birth dates. And what was she doing in her room? She was praying. She wasn't posting on social media what she was doing, this, that, and the other thing. She was legitimately in her room in quiet communion with God praying for loved ones, family members, people that she hadn't talked to in years that were on the other side of the world, missionaries, all this stuff. So what do you think about prayer? Does prayer change things? And is it something that if we feel hopeless, it's something that we could do? What do you yeah, think I think that? so. I think everybody in their own way probably prays all the time, whether, you know, maybe you're not speaking anything, but just being silent or being still or being in your favorite spot, it's kind of sacred. It's like a form of, um, you know, sacred union between you and something higher, whether you are consciously aware of it or not. And, but yeah, being raised Catholic, um, I, I mean, I still pray. I pray in my own way and it's a very sacred thing to me. Um, very private sacred thing and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I mean if you're feeling helpless like pray for yourself your family your community your country the nations the planet as a whole you know you don't have to stop yeah and the (laughs) universe or god or you know source they it always works in mysterious ways so Mm -hmm. 
do you have any final words for this conversation around a healing message at this time? I guess if we can all just like focus and keep ourselves in check and, you know, just kind of before we say something, question it. Like, is it going to be beneficial to us, to the person we're saying it? Is it for the higher good? Are intentions good? Do we really understand this, you know, whatever's going on? Just kind of, I guess, keeping ourselves in check and being very sensitive to everything going around because people are acting strange. We all know that. And, you know, some people are being a little bit paranoid with the whole virus thing and, you know, just being taking it out of hand a little bit. But, and there are some people that are aggressive towards that. But I guess, you know, at the end of the day, we're not in their shoes. We're not living their fear. Some people are being fearful right now. And I guess all we can do is just try to somehow understand and step out and maybe be an observer and realize that everybody's going through their own stuff and just spread love and spread kindness, I guess. But don't forget about the shadows either, you know, because they build up. You got to kind of nurture that stuff too. You know, you don't want that blocking up like it did in me. And, you know, still working through it. But, um, yeah, like I said, I'm trying to channel it into something and create something beautiful out of it that maybe not everybody will see that way, but... At the end of the day, you know, you're living for yourself and you're doing you and you're loving yourself and that's all should matter. Nothing else should matter but you and your, obviously your loved ones, your family, your friends. And as long as you're doing something in the intention of good and releasing or whatnot, then it is what it is. Do you? Be kind. Try to be kind. I know it's hard. Sometimes I just want to, you know, get up in someone's face and be like, really? But... I guess, what do you do? We got to step back and be like, okay, well, some people are just, you know, not there yet. <laughs> so we can just, I guess, pray in our own way and hope and spread our our energy, our light. And for those in the shadows, hold the light. You said something earlier about being thankful to those around you. How can we show more gratitude to people around us? Well, just, I guess, trying to be more empathetic and, or, you know, sympathetic, trying to listen more and, like, trying to visualize yourself in their shoes, you know, a little bit more. Like, actually, actively trying to visualize. I think that would help a lot with humanity. Like, if we really kind of stopped and be like, hey, I'm actually going to really actively try to visualize what this person's going through, why they're acting the way they are. So that I can step back into me and be like, okay, I kind of get why this person's acting this way. Whether, you know, and be like, I feel bad and, or whatever, you know, if the person's angry or doing something, something wrong or hateful, like, there's always a reason behind it, right? Everybody has their own stuff and, and I'm not saying that, you know, I guess karma will come around no matter what. And justice, hopefully, not always gets served. Unfortunately, we've seen it before. But I know karma has a way of making its way. And I feel like we're in the time right now where the veil is lifting, the truth is coming out, and the cycle of karma hopefully will come to a full end. And the world, as we know it, will come to an end and things will be completely different, but in a good way. Mm. so yeah just I guess if we can just remember to always step back and try to imagine ourselves in other people's shoes mm -hmm. I think that's those are very important words I've really seen people get very triggered at this time 
And I feel like it's just, for me, it's not worth getting into it. Just acknowledge that people are going through things in their own way and just be as kind as you can. It doesn't mean being a doormat. I'm not saying, (laughs) you know, just, just be a total pushover, but just be aware of that. Be kind and, uh, you know, acts of kindness, big, small, they're all the same, right? We can just do everything that we possibly can to help people, places, and things around us. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Did you have fun? Yeah. Me a little, a little bit nerve-wracking, yeah, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, it's just absolutely gorgeous here, isn't it? We haven't seen anybody. Yeah, just a few bikers earlier. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, we haven't come across a bear yet, so the day is still young. Anyways, I just am really grateful for you guys being here on the Rachel Varga podcast with me, doing this journey with me. I love connecting with you guys. Please send me a message, Instagram at Rachel Varga official, same on Facebook. Share this episode with a friend or family member that you feel could benefit from this healing message. If you haven't already subscribed, I would love for you to to get notified when new podcasts come out and leave a review. I'd love to, you know, get some ideas for topics from you, things that you like about this podcast, things that you would like to learn more about. I'm showing up for you guys to really spread awareness about how we can optimize our body, mind, spirit, and energy to, you know, help this world be a better place and improve our interactions with people, places, and things. So to learn more about me, go ahead, check out my website, rachelvarga.ca. I offer a number of wonderful ways to support you on your journey towards becoming your greatest version for many years to come on the inside and out. So until next time, have a great day, guys. Love you lots. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, everybody have a good day. Bye, everyone.